Some information within the Focus Friday sessions, including guest names, occupations, and locations have been changed for privacy. Each guest has read and agreed to a written general advice warning prior to taking part and, when necessary, have been provided with a link to contact a financial advisor for personal advice after the episode recording. If financial products are mentioned during the episode, no detailed analysis is provided. And if it is suggested, for example, that shares could be sold to pay down debt, it's an option for the guest to consider under the guidance of a qualified financial advisor. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement, PDS, and target market determination, TMD, and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, and I, Glenn James, are authorized representatives of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289. G'day everyone, it's Friday. That's right, it's now Focus Friday. I recorded a heap of these episodes with various people from the My Millennial Money Facebook group and listeners of the show who wanted to bounce their situation off me and get a little bit of focus in their life. Now, in order to get some buy-in to these calls, I asked everyone to donate at least $200 to a charity of their choice. And we've raised over $2,000 so far by doing these Focus Friday sessions. They're a bit different than what we've usually done. I might be a little bit rusty about, you know, extracting information out of people, but hey, you might find it interesting. Let us know in the Facebook group if you have found these type of episodes of interest. And then at the very end of the episode, we've got an audio file that the person sent in a couple of months after the calls to give us an update on what's changed since the focus session. Anyway, we'll get right into it. My name's Glenn James. You're listening to My Millennial Money, and it is Focus Friday. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Radio, I'm here with Nikki and we're doing a focus session. So the point of these sessions are to just focus on Nikki, her life, her money, see if we can point her in the right direction. Now, Nikki, I just want to say before we get started, Taylor in the Facebook group, I'll just use her first name. When I put the request up for people who are interested in these focus calls, Taylor donated $250 to a charity called Impact for Women, and that's impactforwomen.org.au on your behalf so you could do this call with me today. So thank you to Taylor, and that's how Nikki's on the call today. So welcome, Nikki. Thank you, and thank you so much to Taylor because um, without her, I wouldn't have been given this opportunity. So thank you, Taylor. Yeah, so Nikki, first and foremost, you've given me a whole heap of information. What do you reckon your main kind of pain point or main question about your money situation is today? 
Um, I guess I just feel like we're kind of stuck in like a vicious cycle of spending too much more than what we earn. So I guess I just need some help trying to combat that and get on the right path. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. So Nikki, tell me a little bit about your family unit. Myself and my partner have been together for eight years. So we got together when we were 19 and we had our first daughter at 22. I was nearly 23. Um, And then we had another daughter a few years later. So we've got two two little girls, six and two. Awesome. Awesome. And you've told me that you're a support worker, you're doing some study and obviously you're a mum. Yeah. What does your partner do? Uh, So he works for his dad's company. It's a professional office fit out company. So he works anywhere from 40 hours a week. Sometimes they can have quiet days. Um, But yeah, they're pretty it's full on. Even when, um, I guess, work is quiet, his dad will still make him go and do something, whether it's like rubbish runs or cleaning his backyard or doing work somewhere. Mm, mm. So you told me you're working about 20 hours a week. What are you studying? So I'm studying nursing at the moment. Cool. Um, currently nearly halfway through the university degree, but I'm, I've been doing three units at a time. And I have just realized that I'm probably putting myself under too much pressure. So I am going to drop to two units next semester just to free up a little bit of time because I feel like in every aspect of my life, I'm just feeling very stressed and behind on things. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, you're effectively (laughs) a full-time mum, even though you do 20 hours. So you've got all these plates spinning everywhere, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. At the end of the nursing training, when would that be? A year, two years? What's the timeline given that you're going to drop back a little bit? At least, at least probably two and a half years. Okay. So we'll say three years. Yeah. Three years. Cool. Uh, I'm just having a look here. So you're currently earning $35,000 a year plus super and your partner is on about 85,000 plus super. Yeah, um, that's a minimum. So sometimes he can do um, away jobs and get paid, you know, weekend away work. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, you know, when he does that, that's good. But in the last, you know, sort of couple of years, it's really slowed down a bit for him. Mm. So what would you say the number one financial goal is like right at this instance in your family? Um, I guess to be able to build an emergency fund. Yeah, Yeah. that's cool. Yeah. So basically for those that are new to the podcast world and all that, and particularly my way of teaching, um, I've got what I call a sound financial house. And have you seen that, Nikki, that diagram? No, I don't think so. Okay. What I'm going to do, I'm going to share the screen now. I'm just going to Google Glenn James, (laughs) I don't know, sound (laughs) financial house, and then I'll I'll walk you through it. Oh, here we go. So can you see this clearly enough? Yeah. Yeah, so what I'm showing everyone is the Sound Financial House and the premise is, Nikki, like see at the top where it says investing for the future uh, with your investment properties or share portfolios or anything like that, a lot of the time people want to do all this sexy investing stuff and then the lifestyle goals are 
you know, the walls or the side of the house. The slab there is your superannuation. And then the four foundations that I believe in a financial house are having a spending plan or a budget, and we can talk about that, uh, being cashed up and debt-free. Uh, foundation three is having some uh, life insurance and income insurance in place. And the fourth foundation is the wills and estate plan. So realistically, we'll talk about a bit of debt that you've got, but your number one financial goal is to have that emergency fund on the way to be funded. Yeah. Now, how much cash savings do you have now in the bank? None, really. None? Yep. <laughs> yeah, None. I feel like we, we get to sort of, you know, a few grand and then something comes up um, yeah. Yeah. and then we've got to use it and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll talk about these four foundations. So you also shared uh, with me your budget. Now, yeah. the budget there, and you can be real with me, it's all good. I, mm-hmm. There's no judgment here. How much do you follow a budget? Did you put that together prior to the call? Are you a religious budget zealot? Like, where are you at with that budget? Um, so I did that up by looking at our bills and estimating how much we spend on things basically. Right. Yeah. And was that in preparation for this call or was it something that you've done previously? I had done it previously, but it was something that I fix up for this call. Yeah. Sweet, sweet. So what's your current banking structure? Uh, So my partner and I both get paid into our own separate bank accounts. And then we have a joint mortgage account which has a couple of offsets. One offset we use for our bills account. So we transfer money into there weekly, which our bills come out of. Um, and another offset is supposed to be our savings. Yeah. Um, and then we ha- each have our own individual, um, I guess, savings account as well, but nothing really goes in there. When I have spare money, I put it in there. But Yeah. Let's now, and I'm going to just spend a heap of time just asking a heap of random questions and then we can maybe get into a bit of a plan mode. Uh, When did you buy your house or how long have you had that house? So we've had it, we signed all the papers when I was pregnant with my daughter and moved in when she was about um, two months old. So so maybe around six years. Yeah, Six years, yeah. And who's the mortgage with at the moment? Uh, Bankwest. Bankwest. And when was the last time that was uh, looked at? So we had it fixed at 2.33% mm-hmm. and it is due to come out in May. Okay, cool. <laughs> so next month. Yeah. 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 So um, I did have a question on that. I'm not sure if you yeah, want me to sure. ask it now. Yeah. Or, yeah please yeah. ask it now. Yeah. 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 So looking at our finances now compared to when we got the loan um, and the fact that we have another dependent, it's mm. looking like maybe we can't technically service the loan anymore even though that we've never had a missed payment because I you know we always pay things because if we need to we do have someone to borrow money from but if if we go to look at refinancing and they see that we can't re- service the loan no mm. one's going to want to refinance with us am I correct in thinking that yeah so a couple of things there number one if for example um, you don't do anything, and Bankwest say, you know, at the end of May, the rate effectively goes to 5.5%, right? And then they'll just automatically start taking the increased amount, right? So, for example, if 
you're not working or you both quit your job um, and just paid the mortgage out of savings, they're not going to turn around and say, give us the mortgage back and we're taking the house. So in terms of that situation, um, if you don't do anything, the status quo will keep going on. Number two, if you go to a bank or lender and they do an assessment and particularly a mortgage broker, um, they will be able to tell you if there is capacity to service the, and you've let us know that there's a mortgage of 450000 If it doesn't service, we then need to go, okay, well, can we call Bankwest and see if they can negotiate on the interest rate? So it could be tight for a couple of years for you. Does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's pretty much so, what I thought, yeah. Yeah. So actually, so the value is, so 520 divided by 450. So the cool thing is the loan to value ratio is around 86%. So that means the value of the loan is 86% of the property, right? So you may have heard in bank land that, you know, 80% is the really good, you know, anything under 80 cents good. Because we are dealing with uh, ballparks, I think what will happen is the lower the loan to value ratio is, that can often help with the rate payable on the mortgage. However, if it doesn't service because of income or dependence, well, it doesn't matter really what the LVR is. So all that to say, we're going to park that because I want you to have a chat with a mortgage broker uh, pretty much now-ish um, mm. to see. And if you need a broker, I know a a broker in Perth, uh, Josh and the team at uh, Finex, they can help you out if you if you don't have a broker. But I think, yeah, that's one thing we need to really get looking at because based on what you've told me, the monthly mortgage amount will be increasing another $1,300 a month, right? Yeah. So they, Bankwest gave us our estimated rate of 7%. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. I'm I'm confident we can get that lower even by Bankwest reducing because that's kind of the quote unquote advertised rate. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the worst case scenario. So that being said, the worst case scenario, uh, based on your minimum net monthly income, and the worst case scenario that you've told me, your mortgage repayment will be forty four percent of your take home income, right? Yeah. So that's getting to the scary end, but mm. it's okay because it's not forever, right? You're training to reskill. Um, as your youngest child uh, maybe goes into some care, you might decide to pick up some more hours. Um, your husband may get a, you know, a pay increase or something like that. So we know, well, I believe just looking at your situation, what you're living in right now is probably as bad as it's going to be. If that makes sense? Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, yeah, well, and that's and that's what I mean. Like there's so there is, I think, some hope there that, you know, things are only going to get better for you. So moving along to the loans, how much do you owe on the laptop? Um, it was one of those four years interest free Harvey Norman credit card things. So I've probably had it for two years, so probably about half of two two thousand, I think it was. So probably only like a thousand. Now the credit card is that how much is on that owing? Uh, one thousand five hundred. Yep, fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. And when was that used last? 
Well, we sort of, because we're living week to week by, if I like desperately need it for something, I will use it. So it's used every week. That's, it's just never going away basically. Yep. And the camper trailer, it's worth $15,000. Yeah. When did you use that last? Um, uh, just before Christmas. Yep, Christmas. Yep. Uh, and then there's a $10,000 loan left from your father? Father-in-law, yeah. Father-in-law, yep, yep. yep. Um, he did say that we can stop payments on that, but then that's just another thing that we, mm. you know, still owe at the end of the day. Yeah, that's right. Um, and are you paying any of that weekly? We pay $70 a week for to him. Okay. For that, yep. yeah. Cool. Uh, and the cars, you've told me the Outlander, it's worth 25 and there's about 16 left? Yeah. And the Hilux, uh, worth 40000 with $15,000 left. Is that still accurate? Yeah. That Hilux, is that used for work? That's or? used for Jake, yeah. He uses yep. that for work. And does the employer, aka his family, do they pay him an allowance for that or anything like that? Um, so the employer paid, I think, $10,000 towards it. The employer paid um, up front um, yep. and he pays for both of that fuel Okay, cool, each cool, week. cool. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Um, and I'm just having a look here. Your girls, are there any special needs that you're aware of at this time? Um, so my daughter, we're currently trying to get her um, looked at for an assessment for ADHD. Um, yep. So we've got some referrals from her teacher um, and we started to see an OT a couple of times, but it was just too expensive. So we've had to stop mm. that. Um, yep. So I have gone back to the doctor for a public referral, mm. um, but yeah, that's going to take years, which is yeah. you know a bit deflating knowing that we can't even afford to, you know, seek assistance for something like that. But Mm. yeah. Mm. So apart from um, that, no. And in terms of your partner's um, engagement in the family finances, how is that? Um, He pays for most of everything. (laughs) Um, He feels a lot of stress and pressure on himself, definitely because he feels guilty because he can't quit his job because his dad needs him there. Mm. Um, He wants a different career, but he Mm. can't just go and retrain because he's the sole provider for us. He often feels depressed about it, to be honest, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I feel you. With your career, in a perfect world, if we did fast forward the three years what would you say your career would look like? End goal would be nursing in an acute setting, so like a hospital setting. Um, starting on as a level one, I think, is probably about 70K average a year. Yep. Um, yep. And then it only goes up from there, so um, obviously a lot better than what I'm doing at the moment. Yeah. And what's your appetite to work full-time, you know, is there discussions with your partner maybe being a part-time parent and you going uh, the more hours? Have we thought that far down the line yet? No, not generally. I've said to him um, 
like when I finish, there's a lot more opportunities because I will be earning, you know, close to what he is earning now. So if he does want to retrain, he could possibly do that. And I could, you know, the end goal would be yes, to work full time and actually feel like we're getting ahead yeah. um, in life. Um, but we could also, you know, I could take a grad program, you know, in the Pilbara or something and earn yep. more money and we could relocate as a family just for a new adventure. You know, these these are just mm. thoughts that we have thrown around but feel so far away, so not sure. <laughs> yeah, totally. No, that's totally cool. Um, just rounding off the financial situation, who's your and your partner super with? So I'm in the middle of trying to change mine over because mine was with BT because that's right. who my – banking was with um, Westpac, but then they've just closed down. So they've changed all my information to Mercia or something. Oh, uh, Mercer. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I've opened an account with Australian Super. Great. Um, yep. And I need to roll everything over. And he's with CBOS. Yep. Now, are either of you contributing any more money to Super than your employer? No. Okay, cool. With the um, credit card, the laptop, the camper vans, the car loans, are you paying more than the minimum requirement? No. Okay, cool. Well, I want to take a quick break now and then we'll come back and talk about maybe some solutions. We'll be back right after this. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We're back. We're with Nikki. We've had a bit of a chat about laying the groundwork of where you're at. Are there any questions that you want to jump in and ask before we continue? Um, I had a couple of things that I thought I would mention that could possibly be options for us is that my father-in-law has said that if it comes down to it, he doesn't want us to sell our house, but we can rent it out and move in with him if we need to as kind of like a little last resort. So I guess that's that option, but, you know, we're a family of four plus we have two animals, so it would be pretty full on. Is this father the employer? 
like it's the mm. same father? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. We have lived with him um, whilst we were building as well. Has he thought about just giving his son a pay rise? <laughs> <laughs> he has as well, but the business is not doing sure. um, the best, so it's not really an option <laughs> yep, at the moment. Yep. Um, and the other thing, I guess, was um, some guidance, like I do I need to give up my nursing degree at the moment and look for full-time work? That's something else that people have mentioned I might need to do, but it's going to break my heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well... I think you know that things are very, 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 very tight, right? So yeah. we're, we're aware of that. What I would probably suggest number one is just looking in at your basic money management. There isn't a real structure. So mm-hmm. we've both got our accounts, money goes in, obviously bills get paid from here, from there. If we need something on the credit card, it goes on there, Um try and save a bit of money in savings accounts and it goes the next week because something else comes up, right? So you're kind of going, in terms of the cash flow, you're going around and around. The reason that the there's a credit card debt of $1,500, you'd probably agree that it isn't because you've bought one $1,500 fridge. It's just been death by a thousand cuts, just little things. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, for sure. So that there, all that is, is a symptom of spending more than what's coming in. What I want to do, I'll send you a link. Have you heard of the Glenn James spending plan? I've definitely heard of it. Yeah. So I'm going to send you a link. Um, it's my online course and you can watch all the videos. I want, there's no cost for you to do this. Um, I then want you to download the spreadsheet and I want you to follow my plan and my spreadsheet because the budget that you did, while it's good, it got you the, the details of... Um, you know, how much you're spending in each category, my plan will actually tell you which amount to put into which account each week. So it will really start to give you some control starting next week. Like as soon as you do it and implement it, you'll start to feel a lot more in control, right? Okay, thank you. So so that's number one. We've got to get a bit more of a tighter budget and spending plan. Um, just looking at your budget, because things are so tight, when was the last time you reviewed like the electricity? Um, in Western Australia, we don't really have any options. Sure. Okay. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's fine. <laughs> really that's fine. unfortunate. I think we have one option for electricity, two options for gas and yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, the two options from gas, got to make sure you're on the right option. Like yeah. the water of 450 quarterly. Um, that seems like a lot. Is that accurate? Yeah. So these were um, like averages um, sure. over like a few bills. Um, sure, sure. It is a bit higher. That's the water rates and consumption. Right. Okay. So just double check that. I'm just having a look. Um, home and contents insurance seems fine. Health insurance seems fine. We'll get back to that. I mean, Groceries, I mean, yeah, you're spending $300 a week. That's probably feeling tight anyway. It's just when you're really in this pinch, you just have to get as micro as possible. Um, Takeaway and snacks. Yeah, like there's nothing that is jumping out at your budget here that is screaming you're living an ex- extravagant life and you know what yeah, I mean? Like, no, that's what I mean. That's that. That's what makes it 
like so much harder is that I feel like we're just just doing the minimum anyway and we still can't get by so I just like how are other people doing it I would love to know (laughs) yeah well it's so when it comes to our budget um, and I will also send you a copy of my book, Sort Your Money Out and Get Invested. So once we hang up this call, just email me back your address and I'll get the team to post you out a copy of the book. In the book, I really talked about four things that we can do to control our budget or the four levers that we've got, right? We've only got increasing income. We've got decreasing expenses, We've got decreasing savings and, you know, you're not really decreasing savings because you're not having any to start with at the moment. And then we've got um, reviewing a category. So, for example, I saw that there's a $15 a month subscription there for like Netflix or something like that. Mm. If we saw that you had 15 subscriptions, we might say, well, let's make a judgment call and have one, right? So, in that category, it can't really be reviewed and you still want the category. The other thing is, you know, cut out something completely. So increase income, decrease savings, review a line item or review a category or cut something out completely. So the things that we've got to work on most for you, and I'm, I'm telling you this stuff, you'd know it, is the income side and possibly the expenses side. Now, one of the big expenses in your life at the moment is that $70 a week car loan to your father-in-law. The camper trailer loan? Sorry, sorry, yes, the yeah. camper trailer. <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking, like you used it at Christmas time, there might be a discussion if we sold the camper trailer, paid that debt back, paid off the laptop, paid off the credit card, and then we've got no debt other than the cars. Yeah. Now, that is a, that's a short-term sacrifice. We can always buy another camper trailer. We can buy a tent and do camping. But having a loan for a luxury like that is a little bit wild at the moment. And I'm being a bit dramatic for the <laughs> entertainment purposes. See, I would rather you sell the camper trailer, piss off all the debt, be tight at home and stay in your own home rather than becoming landlords and moving to the in-laws and and doing all that stuff. So that's what I would think in terms of can we get rid of that big thing in our life? Because it's, you know, the camp trailer gone at the moment, the registration costs will go, the insurance costs will go. It will really start to lean things up. What I want you to do as well is once you do the spending plan, it might suggest doing a couple of different things. So for example, both of you getting paid onto the offset account, which is your bills account, right? Mm -hmm. And then both transferring a small weekly amount into your individual accounts. So we're using that main offset account as like the cash hub. So all money comes in of there, all money goes out of there. And that will really give you some control. So each week you might pay yourself. Who's the one who does most of the grocery shopping, for example? Myself yourself. So you might say, I'm transferring $400 a week into my account and $100 a week will go over to your partner's account. Mm-hmm. And he can use that for his own entertainment, food, fuel, or whatever he wants. And then your account, you do the groceries and you spend it on whatever you want. So you've still got that autonomy, but we've got more of a system happening. Yeah. And I think like, so at the moment, 
Um, how much do you pay on the credit card a month? Um, I, when I get paid fortnightly, I pay $50 off, so probably $100. So, you know, with that gone, so the $25 on the credit card, the $70 on the camper trailer, I mean, that's basically $100 a week that will come back into your life. That has to go to the mortgage, right? Mm. So I think we need to get a better system for money management, which is the spending plan. We then need to try and clear up this debt as soon as possible. Like, is there anything in your garage, any old crap that you can sell? Anything like, I see a nice wall behind you. Can you sell the wall? Like, <laughs> <laughs> No, not really. We, um, yep. like we thought about possibly selling my car and downgrading, but because cars have gone up so much in price for me mm. to be able to get a decent smaller car that I can still use for work, it's not possible. So, Well, I would say to that, like cars are coming back down and things are normalizing. Um, the Outland is worth 25, you owe 16, like there is 10 grand worth of meat in that car. Yeah. So I would put that on the agenda to possibly put on the chopping block mm-hmm. or the Hilux. Although I know it's tied up with the business and there could be some other things, but all we need to do in your life, because the biggest thing is I need you to feel like you're making progress. I need you to feel like you're in control because once we feel like we're making progress, all the money anxiety goes, everything goes and if you're just zipping around in a Corolla or something like that, little four-door Corolla can put baby seats in there that's $10,000, it's not forever. It's just, I mean, I know that you can get good quality cars for around 10 to 12 grand. So, and that was like within the last 12 months. And I know Western Australia, it's all different, but we need to get to the point where you've got, as little debt as possible and your cash flow is as lean as possible. So I think my initial prognosis is we need to get a good functioning spending plan in place that you live and breathe by. Because at the moment, you don't have a quote unquote budget, you don't have a spending plan, it's chaos and it's chaos because it is chaos, right? If that makes sense. Mm. So we can get some control there. I want you to have a hard discussion and part of that is calling uh, the father-in-law and saying, hey, we need to press pause on this camper trailer. At the moment, we are broke. Now, broke is different than poor. You're not poor. You're broke is not having money, right? If that makes sense? Yeah. Um, And this is only for a small period of time. You know, you're 29, is that correct? Yeah. Come age 35, this is all going to be a distant memory because you'll be into your career. You'll be firing off four cylinders. Are there other family planning discussions like more children? Are you collecting them or are you stopping no, it too? No, we're, we're good. We're good now. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> if you knew my kids, you'd know, know exactly why. <laughs> so, yeah, I really, really think we need to get a good system in place. Um, do you have a mortgage broker or do you want me to introduce you to uh, somebody in Western Australia just to run their eyes over your situation because we need to get onto that right now. Yeah, yeah, we might have to do that um, if that's okay. Yeah. What I want you to do as well is possibly, it's not 
well, it kind of is urgent, but I want to make sure that you and your partner have enough life insurance in place and that can be paid for from your superannuation. So mm. if you want, I can introduce you to somebody just, just to sit down and give you some options with life insurance because the thing is, if either of you were to die prematurely, we just need to make sure that the debt is cleared and we can keep the house so the yeah. girls can stay in home. So that's another thing. We haven't even really touched on that. Um, I always thought that um, I couldn't afford any kind of insurance so it wouldn't be an option. But Yeah, well, we can get um, some basic death cover and basic disability cover in the super funds and that can be paid for from the super fund. So that won't impact your cash flow. Okay, easy. So Good. that's mission critical. What else here? Yeah, I really think if I was being really dramatic, the outland is gone, the camper trailer is gone. You're speaking to a mortgage broker, trying to get a, a rate cleared up. You're right, it might not service, but we'll need to talk to a broker to see what can happen there. In terms of your career, you mentioned like whether you should put that on a hold or not. Look, I think the biggest thing that we can ever do uh, for our money situation is to be in a career that is rewarding and making good money. Is the nursing study, is that covered via help debt? Yeah. For you? Yeah. So at the moment, I really think, you know, and without looking at the spending plan, and this is the thing, I might actually send the spending plan to people to complete before the rest of these phone calls because if my spending plan is completed, it will give you the most accurate snapshot. And I'm just loosely thinking, for example, do we sell the cars, well, sell the Outlander, downsize to a $10,000 car, get rid of the camper trailer, clear all debt. Let's then try and see if we can get to a $2,000 emergency fund, little starter emergency fund. And the spending plan course that I'll give you will have a module on how to um, start that emergency fund and do all that stuff. And then clearing that up, will that mean that you can maybe do an extra day of work and continue studying and not having to ditch the nursing degree completely and then go back into full-time work? I don't have the answer to that now because I don't have the data in front of me. I think we need to know what the mortgage will end up being and we need to be able to see if we can get this uh, debt cleaned up. That's what I'd be thinking. Um, yeah. If you're both not happy to downsize the car, get rid of the camper van, clean up that, you may need to go and get full-time work um, and put the nursing thing on hold. And the nursing thing, it isn't necessarily about the the money because it's via hex and help, right? But yeah. it's the... The time, yeah. Yeah, the time and the capacity. So, yeah, I would rather you live lean now without any debt except the mortgage and get that study done so you can start earning more money sooner. Yeah. You've obviously both worked hard. You've got your first home. You've got a, a young family. Um, you know, you've had some nice trips in the camper trailer and all that stuff, but it just doesn't make any sense carrying that debt and having that asset because it's you actually can't afford it. That's the, that's the reality. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and yeah, so the prognosis is good. Uh, I don't think it's going to get much worse for you. Um, Until interest rate goes up. <laughs> yeah, but like that's, you know, that is savage and that's why we need to really make some hard decisions now with this other debt and get rid of that other debt. 
I don't think moving to your in-law's house should be the default option uh, because I don't think that, like if you don't change the structural spending and the spending plan and cleaning up the debt, like that stuff moves with you, right? Yeah. And then, yeah, I don't know. In terms of your partner's career, like what does he want to do other than the cabinet making? Does he know? Um, he wants to work possibly away but only for the money and I'm trying to sort of, you know, make him remember that it's not like whilst it might be a little bit better money, it's probably not going to work for our lifestyle, if, especially if I'm going to, you know, do nursing because if I do shift work, mm. who are we going to have to look after the kids and things like that? But, yeah, he's not yeah, He's not really sure. He's been doing desk work for like you know, 15 years, so he's pretty right. over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what's your initial thoughts after our chat? It's been a bit wild. Yeah, I guess we – we kind of did know that the best option would be to sell the camper, mm. um, but I didn't think of using the money, the little bit of money we might get out of it to pay off the other debt so then that would be less that we would have to pay again weekly. And the life insurance, yeah, I, I didn't realise that we would still be able to do that through our super. So, yeah, that's what I'll do, I will introduce you to mortgage broker. I'll introduce you to somebody who can sort out some basic death cover. We don't need all the bells and whistles at the moment because, you know, basic, basic must need is death cover as far as I'm concerned and um, clear the debt up. And it might be, for example, you know, if you sell the camper trailer for $15,000, you've paid the camper debt off, you've paid the two other laptop and the credit card debt off and you might have a couple of thousand dollars as a starter emergency fund to keep as that cash reserve. Yeah. And, you know, when you do my spending plan, try and wean yourself off that credit card. You're off using it, yeah. Yeah, because you're just using money that you don't have and you're going to have to pay back. And I would hate for you to sell the camper, pay off the credit card and then in two months' time the debt's back already. Yeah, I've. Um, it used to be up to about three thousand, I think. So every time I pay five hundred dollars off, I um, lessen the limit, so I can never yeah, awesome. get back. <laughs> so I can never get back there. Yeah, totally. No, that's all good. But I mean, yeah. Look, I don't know. Is there any other final questions or thoughts that you want to um, comment on or make? Um, no, I guess the other, the main question I had was where can we go from here. So I still feel like, I guess, even if we did those things, we would still be in a big, bit of a negative. Um, yeah, it's tight, yeah. But, yeah, like you're saying, if I, the only way to, I guess, improve that would be to earn more. Yeah, and I mean, I reckon clear the debt up, sell the camper, downsize the car. You know, how much is the car loan per month? Um, so it's 120 a week. Yeah, so, you know, We'll call it $500 a month-ish, you know, how many weeks in the particular month. I mean, that's going to have to go to the mortgage. Yeah. Like that's already spoken for. And that extra $70 a week from the camper, that's going to go to the mortgage. And that's what I mean. Like we review the mortgage, find out what the exact rate's going to be, have no other debt. We might skim by. 
if it's still at a bit of a hole, a couple of thousand dollars a year, and my spending plan will tell you how much you're off per year in total, you may need to make the call that I am delaying nursing by a year and just getting stuck into it. Yeah. Not ideal. Um, and again, all this stuff is not forever. Like you're not going to have a, a lesser car forever. You're not going to not have a camper van forever. You're not going to be doing mm. what you're doing forever. But particularly your youngest will be in school in a couple of years anyway. I just think, you know, I don't have kids, but even my sister and other people, I don't know, it's that kind of treading water stage until um, they're in school. Yeah, daycare is a killer. That's literally totally. where like half my pay goes every single week. It's daycare. Yeah, it's wild, isn't it? Yeah. And um, I did forget to put into the budget the vacation care that we spend every year as well. So that's another um, over two grand a year mm. when my daughter's on school holidays. So Yeah. And then I'll, I'll probably say as well to your husband, and he'll probably re-listen to this, I'm looking like your value, and I'm talking to you now, Mr. Um, Mr. Husband, um, I'm talking to you now, like your ability to earn income and look after your family is the most important thing, more important than having to work for your dad out of guilt. So if you can get a job with an extra 20 grand overnight tomorrow, well, unless there's some succession planning and it's a rocking business and your dad's going to hand the business over to you one day, um, I think some hard decisions need to be made because you've only got so many hours in the week to earn so much money and your family needs to come first before any obligation to working in the family business if it is just a J-O-B. Yeah. And that's hard to say and maybe hard to hear, but when we're looking at the budget and the numbers, um, you know, that's not that wild to say because we've only got those four levers in the budget to pull. And we really need to work on the first one, which is income. And the second one, which is removing expenses. And one of those expenses that need to be removed is the debt. All right. I mean, I knew it was going to be grim, but it's all right. Well, look, it's a process. You, you haven't, like, even by putting your hand up and being brave enough to have a chat, like, you are active in the situation. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not just burying your head in the sand. But yeah, I, I honestly think we should be able to get that mortgage rate down from that advertised 7%, whether it is with Bank West or if uh, Josh and the team at Finext can get a better rate somewhere else. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. Yeah, because even like pe- people might say, oh, should we, you know, get more equity out of the house and pay down the debt? And it's like, well, no, because you're just moving the debt. You're not doing anything with it. We have to get rid of the debt. And just make sure that the Hilux loan is getting paid on the minimum, not paying any more on that. That's only, um, yeah, $80 a week, that one. Yeah. All right, everyone. That is a focus session with Nikki. We have focused. Yes, we have. And there's a lot of hard decisions Mm -hmm. to make. And on behalf of everyone at My Millennial Money and all the listeners, we are cheering you and your husband on. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you so much for having me.
Hey guys, um, so just wanted to give a quick update about what I've been doing for the last couple of months. I have done my placement, so I've been pretty busy, but apart from that, I've picked up some extra shifts with the events company. So I've managed to increase my income like $600 a month for the last three months, which has been awesome. We also had a chat to a mortgage broker and got our rate down to 5.44%. So thanks for getting me in touch with them. I have had a consult about getting our insurances sorted. So we're in the process of sorting that out as well. Um, the Glen James spending plan is amazing. Um, so that's been really good to see, you know, exactly where we need to put money and which bank accounts we should choose um, and things like that. So we're changing around all our bank accounts and where our income is going to be going. So that's amazing. Um, and I have just been accepted for another job as well, a second job. So to be more consistent where I can, you know, probably get about three shifts a week. So that'll pretty much double my income. So I will be a busy girl, but you gotta do what you gotta do. Won't be able to finish uni as fast as what I was hoping, but thanks so much for all your advice, Glenn. Hopefully it's upwards from here. Thanks guys, bye. We acknowledge the Awabakal people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respects to their elders past, present and emerging. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. My Millennial Money supports a variety of charities, and we encourage you to consider giving as part of your overall financial strategy. If you would like some giving options, or if you're unsure about which charity you can support, head to mymillennial.money forward slash charities for more info. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement, target market determination, and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, and Glenn James are authorized representatives of Money Sherpa Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289.